So I am excited about about the word that we're going to get into today. Um, typically, I'm like, I have this power, this message I've been sitting on for a week. But this today, to be honest with you, it was kind of rough to um, compile a message. And I know that God has something for us today because how much of a fight, of a fight it was. So. I'm going to talk to you today about promises. And this is something that I've had to remind myself the past couple of weeks, uh, particularly with the fact that we've had to go through such a great season of transition um, as as a church. Um, this was I, I did not expect 2023 to start with us back in the hub, I'll be completely honest with you. I mean, I know I'm very honest, very transparent pastor. Um, I did not expect to be here again. Um, and in our journey with God and in, in the things that we go through, we go through peaks and valleys. We go through highs and we go through lows. And it's a constant change and a constant shift. And, you know, for many of us, many of us are able to weather like little itty bitty things. But when it starts fluctuating a lot, it's a lot to handle, and you know there are moments in this in these past in this past month or so that we've been moving things back in, getting things reset, reconfiguring, refiguring things out. That I've I've had my share of frustrations with God, and that's me being completely honest. God and I have had have had have had some have some back and forth because. This is not what I expect it to be. And as I was preparing this morning and I was listening to my usual routine, I was listening to Bishop Brandon Jacobs, as I do every morning, um, and compiling things, getting ready, getting things ready for service, compiling, creating, finishing up our, our graphics, doing all this other stuff, got all that done. And then I was fighting for a word and, you know, got ready, drove over to the hub and I walked in the door and God just told me this. Remember what I promised you. Remember what I promised you. So let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for gathering us together this in this time and this season, Lord God. Lord, I thank you that you've blessed us with the internet to be able to connect one to another, be it all, all over the world. Also with the other forms that you've given us to be able to connect, to connect and hear what you have to say to us. Lord God, I pray that I decrease and you increase in me. Lord God, I pray that you speak through me with clarity and with power as I release the word that you have given to me, Lord God. As I preach to them, Lord God, preach to me. And God, we give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember what I promised you. So let's go to Isaiah 55, 9 through 11. Isaiah 55, 9 through 11. Grab your Bible, grab your Bible. Tablet, that's your tablet Bible. Grab your phone Bible if you have it. Isaiah 55, 9 through 11. And I'm going to be reading from the Christian Standard as usual. So give y'all a second to find it because I actually want y'all to look at this. Isaiah 55, 9 to 11. And it reads as such. For as heaven is higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts high, higher than your thoughts. 
For just as rain and snow fall from heaven and do not return there without saturating the earth and making it germinate and sprout and providing seed to sow and food to eat, so my word that comes from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and will prosper in what I send it to do. I want to read that again so let it settle in your spirit. For as heaven is higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For just as rain and snow fall from heaven and do not return there without saturating the earth and making it germinate and sprout and providing seed to sow and food to eat, so my word that comes from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and will prosper in what I send it to do. So as I was praying and reflecting, and many times we, we get mad at God in the process, because God also reminded me of a message I preached a while ago called, there is a there is a harvest, yet there is a process. That when we're in the process of receiving the harvest, that we, our faith gets weak. That we get weary. Because what we see does not match the final picture that, that God gave us. Here's, here's what I love about God. God doesn't show us the entire journey. He shows us the end result. And it goes, and we have to trust him to make sure that we're getting to where we're supposed to be. And in our human in our human frailty, in, in our humanity, we tend to make mistakes and do stuff that we want it, that we want to do. So we so we get discouraged because the promise is not moving as fast as we desire for it to go. But I've always heard this, I heard the scripture all of my life, but like today, now more so than ever, it has really it really speaks and resonates with me. That his word will not return empty. The King James says his word shall not return it to him void. But people tend tend to tend to just stick with that scripture, that part of that part of the scripture. But it goes back to understanding his will. His word will not return it to you to him empty, but it will accomplish what he pleases and will prosper what he sends it to do. Part of the reason that we might be seeing a slowdown in the promise is because we're asking the promise to accomplish what we desire, what we want to do, and not partnering with God's heart. So as we, as you know, for me, as I've gone through this journey, as I've gone through this season, I've been asking God, okay, remind me what your heart is concerning not just this church, but me. What is your heart concerning me? What is your heart concerning my family? What is your heart concerning my professionalism? What is your heart concerning concerning what you have given me over oversight and stewardship of? And show me how to make your heart be known. Rather than me chasing my ambitions, my ideas, my machinations. That's a hard prayer to pray. The heart, that's a very hard prayer to hard, hard prayer to pray. Let's think about this going back to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus prayed for hours. Man sweated blood because his humanity wanted to stay on the earth with his friends. Like, yes, Jesus knew what the mission was, but his, but his humanity, his human frailty, he's built relationship with these three men over three years. He has a whole natural mother. I mean, he got Joseph. Joseph's, Joseph is his earthly father. He has built relationship and connection with all these people, but he's faced with the moment where he has to go fulfill the will of God concerning his life. And he's praying, going, if God, if it's your will, take it from me. I don't want it. If it be your will, take it from me. 
But rather than just sticking with that, he said, be it unto me. Your will be done. Be it unto me according to your word. If this is what you want me to do, I'll do it. Because he understood the assignment. He understood that his will his will is ultimately has to be aligned with the will of God. Because if Jesus went with what Jesus wanted, there would not be forgiveness. There would not be redemption. We would be stuck in the same things and the same processes. Uh, our, our worship will become will be a bloodbath. We can keep going with this. That we will be stuck. That 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 the the Gentiles, people who are not of the who are not of the of the Jewish lineage, would not have heard the gospel. But he knew that there is a guarantee on on God's word that there will be a Messiah that that there there will be a Messiah that comes. He will bring redemption. He will bring healing. He will bring hope to the people of Israel. The perfect sacrifice. So here's what I need you to understand. That if God spoke it, it is so. I can't stress that enough. If God spoke it, if God declared it over you, if it came from the mouth of God, not from the mouth of man, like not from the mouth of pizza, not from the mouth of what you thought last night, if God spoke it to you, it shall be so. It has no choice. It must bear fruit. It must bring forth. 2 Corinthians 1, 20-22 says this, for every one of God's promises is yes in him. Therefore, through him, we also say amen to the glory of God. Now it is God who strengthened us together with you in Christ and who has anointed us. He has also put his seal upon us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a down payment. If God said it, it is so. His promises are yes and amen. Yes, and it is so. But, and I love what 22 says. He put his seal upon us. He has anointed us. He has marked us for his purpose and then gave us the Holy Spirit, gave us gave us his spirit in our hearts as a down payment. For you to remember that, that what he said is what he said, to understand that, to have that voice, to have that, that thing inside of you that is able to tell you, yeah, this is, this is God, this is God, or mm-mm, mm-mm, that ain't God. As we're going through the process of receiving the harvest, we have to we have to constantly be in lockstep with what God is saying. Be in lockstep with what God is doing. And trust that he will surely carry you through. I know for me, for me especially, especially like there's there's been a lot of things happening, a lot of doors opening. And I'm going, God, I don't know how we're gonna do this. I don't know you keep telling me to step through the door, but how is this gonna happen? And I keep hearing God say, My what I promised you is what I promised you. What I said is what I said. You see me do miracles for others, you see me move for others, you see me open doors, you see me do all these things over your entire life. Why can't you trust me with what I've promised you? It's hard to believe the promise when when you are fearful of what it's going to be. It's hard to believe the promise when you don't even when you're trying to figure out what the promise is. I'm the type of person that, you know, I can handle surprises to a certain extent, but there comes a point where you just got to tell me. And even in my walk even in my walk with God, it's like, you know, there's too much going on. I just need you to tell me. And God's like, "No, I need you to trust me." I need you 
the same trust that you preach, the same trust that you teach people. You need to practice that trust. I need you to trust me. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Are you willing to wait for it? Are you willing to hold on? Second Peter 3, 8 through 9 says this, Dear friends, don't overlook this one fact. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. The Lord does not delay his promise. As some understand delay, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. The Lord does not delay his promise. Preached another message recently called, I was, that was 1159 p.m., 1159 p.m. Here's how, you're like, okay, pretty much the premise of the message is that God, God is an on-time God. God will show up. God will reveal. God will deliver. God will do what he has promised to do. God will do what he's promised to do. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say it to you, stop believing. God will do what he promised to do. It might not be in your timeline. It might not be as fast as you think it's going to be. It might not be as fast as you think it should be. But what matters is that God fulfilled the promises of God. What God says is going to be so. Just wait. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he will straighten your heart. But waiting is hard. You know, good go well. We don't. We don't have. We don't have patience. We tell people, don't pray for patience because you're gonna get tested for it. But having patience is hard, and because again, you see what's going on around you. You see the fact that your bills are this close to, to being on the this close to not being paid. You know that your bank account this close to being over to being on overdraft. That your health is this close to falling apart. But. But waiting does not mean put your feet up and sit there and do nothing. As you wait, you work. Faith without works is what? Dead. We might not understand God's timing, but he, under, but he understands when it's the right time. All you got to do is keep pushing forward. Keep pushing. Keep fighting. Keep, I don't care if you got a belly crawl. Keep moving forward. What's the Bible say? I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. That's um, that every day we're pushing forward. We're pushing to get to where God's called us to be. And part of what where God's called us to be is, uh, is what he's, is that promise on the other side. So I'm gonna keep pushing to the promise. And once I get there, I'm gonna keep pushing because I know God got something else for me. And there might be, there might be barriers. There might be battles, there might be things that I, that I have to fight. And I have to deal with, but what matters is that I am not going to give up. I will not lose hope. I'm going to move forward. I will not give up. I will not lose hope. I will move forward. Proverbs 3, 3 through 7 says this. Never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you. Tie them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will find favor and high regard with God and people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him. I love that how it says know him. And he will make your path straight. 
Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Keep it in your heart. Keep it in your heart. In the pushing forward, in the walking, in what in, in the living that God has called for us to do. The reality is the journey is going to be difficult. The journey is going to be difficult. But keep the word. Keep keep his promises. Keep what he has spoken over you in your heart. Remember it. The reason why a lot of the things that happen to us happen is because we forget the promise. If the Lord said that your family is going to be saved, don't forget the promise. If the Lord said that you will be the one that breaks the curse of poverty over your that has been on your family for generations, to break the curse of promiscuity, don't forget the promise. When we forget the promise, that opens up the door for the enemy to come in and run roughshod. Part of the reason why, part of the reason why, why somebody who might be watching this right now or going through what you're going through right now is because you don't forgot. You forgot. Life got in the way. Life got like just stood up all up in your face, try to and try to speak all this mess over you, and and you began. You begin to forget what God promised you. And now you're in this place of, I don't know where to go. God said, remember, go back to those things. Remember what he promised you. Remember what he has shown you. And accept nothing but what God has revealed. You're saying, Bishop, that's hard. It's hard. That's hard to do. I know. I know. Again, as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to me that, you know, I'm sitting in this, in this office right now and, and, you know, you know, it's it's a far cry from where we were. But but I thank God that we're here because because it reminds me that that out of a seed come out of out of a seed, out of something small becomes something bigger than we can imagine. That this is not a stopping of a promise. This is remembering what God said. Remembering what God said. The past couple of weeks, to be completely honest with you, I've thought about closing the doors. I thought about it. I said to myself, because I began to forget. I was, I'm God, I'm tired. I've been doing this for five years. And like I began to I began to forget. People have offered for, for me to just come on over to my church, come help us out, blah, blah. And I began to forget. Even this morning, I was sitting there preparing everything. And the thrill and excitement of the new left for a second. And I began to forget. I began to forget what God promised me when I was nine years old. And then God began to speak to me. Uh-uh, remember what I promised you. 
Remember what I promised you. You got to see a glimpse of it. I'm gonna give you greater. Just you gotta get through this season. I'm gonna give you greater. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you. Re, I'm gonna help you recalibrate and recently help you steward what I'm giving you. I'm gonna because you forgot the promise, but now but now I have you in this place. I have you in this seed, and I have you in this seed season that I need you to remember what what I've spoken over you. Remember what has been spoken over you since the day you were born. The promise that I gave you at the age of nine. Everything that has happened over your life. Don't forget the promise because you're going to look back in about two years ago. I thank God for the seed season. I thank God for the seed season. Keep his word here. What did he say? He said here, the, 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 Theme scripture of this church is Habakkuk two two through four that tells us to write the vision and make it make it plain so that the herald can can run with it. Though a vision is 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 for an appointed time, it shall speak and not prove false. Keep it. I don't care if you got to keep writing on your walls. I don't care if you got to write it in your write it put it in your purse. I don't care if it got to be the background your your screensaver for a hot second. Remember, write it down. Remember what God promised you, and to keep and hold on to that thing until it happens. And after it happens, say, God, what's the next thing? God, where are we going next? Have faith. Have faith. Let's go back to verse five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him and he will make your path straight. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. In all your ways, know him. King James, other translations say, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Here's the thing. Here's why I like I like I like that it says no. When you you can acknowledge acknowledging somebody does not require a relationship. I can acknowledge your presence by just giving it a sup. You know, the, the, the head nod. I'm gonna give it a head tilt for my occasions. Might wave at you. I'm acknowledging that you're in the room, but I might not know you. Or we have talked a couple times, but I don't know the inner workings of you. And the biggest thing about Christianity that people fail to realize is that Christianity is a walk of intimacy. That means you have a deep and connected relationship with God. In all your ways, know him. In everything you do, show that you know him. Show that you are you belong to him. Show that you are his child. And he will make your path straight. He will direct you on how to deal with this. He will direct you how to get through it. He will show you how to walk it out. He will show you. The word says that your word is, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He will He will show you the direction where you need to go. He will, it's like, this way is the promise. This way is what I've told you. This way is what I've had to remind you over and over and over again. That shall be so. You better go this way and not turn back. Don't go back to you. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't go back to, to your own, to your stinking thinking. Don't go back to how things were, because you know you're gonna go through, you're gonna get hit some speed bumps. Things gonna get difficult. And the and the and the thing is, we go we we go back to what's comfortable. When God God is calling us forward, it might be uncomfortable. It might be hard. You might get cut up a little bit. But but it's moving you forward and making you stronger, so that way you're able to handle the promise when it comes. Remember what I promised you. Remember what I spoke over you. 
2023, I believe that that this is something that we need to hold on to. Not I, some pastors say this is what we need to hold on to, but they don't hold to it in itself. This is something that all of us need to hold on to. That this is the year that we will see the promises of God fulfilled in our lives. This is the year that we will see the promises of God fulfilled in this ministry. This is the year that we will see the promises of God fulfilled in our children and every person that is that is connected to me. That, that every person that's that 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 is connected. That this is the year that the promise shall be not just revealed but fulfilled. That this is the year where our children will get saved. This is the year that our job. That, that there will be there will be changes and transitions in our jobs, not just losing a job. You might get a promotion. Praise God that, you know, it might that you will see the promises of a house. You will see. And but don't just say, oh, oh, I have the promise to do nothing. Write that thing down. Write a plan. Stick to it. Fight with it. Because what because what God has said is so it shall be so. Apostle Prevo says you have no option. You have no option but to follow what the promises of God have said. You have no other option but to follow the promises that God has said. So I encourage you, remember it, keep it in your heart. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for the word. I thank you for restoring restoring and speaking life into those who have watched today and those who might be listening on the airwaves or through the podcast, Lord, I speak right now to every promise. Lord God, I pray that any the promises that we have let die, Lord God, I, I, I decree and declare that they shall live in the name of Jesus. God, remind us in our dreams, remind us in our conversations, remind us in the music, remind us in the TV shows that we watch that you, what you promised us. And Lord God, I speak faith, supernatural faith over every single person under the sound of my voice that they will remember what you promised them, that they will remember what you said and what you spoke. Lord God, we know that you are an on-time God, but our timing is not your timing. So Lord God, show us how to be in your time schedule, how to be on in your flow, how to be in how to be in, in your cues and know when we need to do and when we don't need to do. Lord God, you lead and you guide us. Lord God, we repent for running for our own way and our own direction. We repent for doing what we wanted to do, but not chasing after you. Lord God, I pray that you show us how to be committed to the promise, committed to what you have shown us, committed to what what you have revealed in our lives. And God, we just give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, because we know that you are a promise-keeping and a covenant-keeping God, and your word does not lie. Your word does not come back empty, that it will fulfill what you wanted to fulfill, God. And we give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, my friends, thank you so much for joining us. Our, Our time together has come and gone. I am excited. I am reinvigorated to see where God has, God is going to take us as, as a body and as a church. I mean, if you're, if you're watching right now and you're like, I need a church home, I need to be interconnected. We would love to be, to be, to be, to be your home, to be, to be your church. And you know, you might not be where we are geographically, but you are still a part of this body. If you're like Pastor Cass, I want to be a part of this church. Listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go, I want you to email us at admin at truevisionlexter.org. You can hit us on our social media and myself or one of our other leaders will connect with you. If you have a prayer request, once again, once again, if you are like Pastor, I need prayer, uh, please connect with us. Um Leave a comment on this message. Message us on our social media platforms. You can even email us again at admin at truevisionlexter.org. Listen, if you want to stay connected with us, you can watch us anytime, anytime and Sundays at 12 p.m. on um, YouTube and our Facebook page. 
You can also listen to us Wednesdays at 11.30 a.m. on 88.9 WLRY Radio for Life. And also anytime on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. It is completely free. You don't have to you don't have to pay to subscribe to it. Just find it, get subscribed, you, and you're gonna get you'll be the first to know when, when our when our episodes are released. Also, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at True Vision Lancaster, across the board, True Vision Lancaster. Even our YouTube is now True Vision Lancaster. But you can also visit our website, www.truevisionlancaster.org. All right, lastly, if you like, again, if you'd like to sow into the life of this ministry, we have several giving options for you. If you want to give um, via Cash App, that's dollar sign TVCC Lancaster. If you want to give through PayPal, you can, go, you can give via giving at truevisionlancaster.org. Um, you can, if you want to mail us a, a check or money order, we will we will happily receive it at 117 West Main Street, Suite 110E, Lancaster, Ohio 43130. Also, Givelify, which is an app-based platform, you just search True Vision Christian Community, um, and you will will pop right up. You'll see a picture of me. It's gonna be a whole. It's a whole thing and a whole vibe. Also, you can text any dollar amount to 84321. Again, you can text any dollar amount to 84321. We have text to give now, so. So again, just send a text. It'll give you the instructions to make sure that it's connected to us and you will be good to go. All right, my friends, our time together has come and gone and I'm grateful that you have chosen to spend a little bit of your Sunday with me. And I look forward to seeing you live at the hub next week. God bless you. Go in peace, knowing that you love.